Welcome to Gut Wisdom on WCBS News Radio 880. I'm Deirdre Koppelman, and along here with your co-host, Mr. John Gassman, a.k.a. JG. How you be? How you doing? We talk about topics every Saturday night that will help you in your personal and professional lives. Gut Wisdom will make you think, and we'll give you some real solutions mm. that come from real wisdom. So tonight, yes. I am so excited. We are talking Big about, night. yeah, we're going to talk about one of the most talked about generations out there. The millennials, mm. right? All the things that have been said and really are still being said about this generation, JJ. And it's so incredible how they're stereotyped. This mm. this generation is stereotyped, being considered in the entitlement generation. You know, they're shallow, they're narcissistic, they're huge job hoppers, they're materialistic, they're cynical, and more and more and more. And we'll get into that. Totally. And we have two guests joining us tonight. Mm, two special yeah, guests. Yeah, two. First time we have two guests. Who you want to introduce? Who will we have? We're going to have Gary Stein, right? Who's going to represent the baby boomer generation, and who's our other one? Stephanie Quinn, our, our very, very own, own yeah. millennial. Yay! But before we bring Gary and Quinn on, JG, are you part of the baby boomer or Gen X? I know you're not a millennial. What I'm, generation? I'm, I'm technically a Gen X because I was born between '65 and '79. You know, a baby boomer is somebody who's born between '46 and '64. Mm. Okay, so you're not a millennial, you're a Gen X, I'm a Gen X, and by the way, the millennials, for our listeners, just so you know, they're everybody you know today who's somewhere between 23 and Mm -hmm. 37 years old, they were born between 1980 and 1984, I gave birth to two millennials. You, I think, have four. (laughs) With this wife. (laughs) So stay tuned, when we come back, we've got our two guests, and we're going to debunk a lot of myths about everything you've heard about millennials. Stay tuned. More drive time traffic. A collision approaching the Tappan Zee Bridge. More often. Triborough Bridge is the problem. Weekday mornings and afternoons on WCBS 880. You're never more than five minutes away from the latest traffic news. A lot of volume across the upper level now at the uh, GWB. When you need to know, we've got you covered. Inbound Midtown Tunnel, there's a stall past the toll. Traffic and weather together, plus the new bridge and tunnel update. Only on New York's traffic station. WCBS News Radio 880. Welcome back, everyone. And if you're just tuning in, I'm Deirdre Koppelman here with your co-host, John Gassman. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, hey, a.k.a. JG. And you're listening to Gut Wisdom Radio. That resonates. And if you're just tuning in with us tonight in the studio, there are we've got two special guests because we're going to be talking about the myths and the truths about that one amazing generation the Which millennials one is and, it, and it's interesting because i think i had a senior moment before when we talked about the um the ages of millennials what's the what's again the age of the millennials when were they it's born ni- between 1980 through 1994 exactly yes yeah, so we have senior moments even though we're both gen x and we're not baby boomers we're having senior moments already <laughs> which means we must be close boomers please do not be offended so tonight in the studio we have Gary Stein, who, listeners, I have to tell you, Gary is a listener. That is true. Right? That Gary, true. You, you wrote in and... We never met. We just, I wrote a letter saying how much I enjoyed the show, yeah. and voila, I'm on the show. You are there yeah. with headphones on, ready to go, and we also have with us tonight in the studio, uh, Stephanie Quinn, who, yeah. uh, we'll call her the resident millennial, but Steph Quinn is uh, near and dear to the heart and is, in fact, a millennial. 
Yes. So JG. And she's one of our key people in the organization. Yes, she so, is. Uh, and we have not bribed yeah. her in any way. We don't know what her answers will be tonight. We just know we want to get into the myths, the stereotypes, the labels about this millennial generation. Totally, yeah. totally. So one, one of the things, I, so I'm going to throw something out there. I want to ask a question. And what I've heard, millennials are the entitlement generation. Right. How true is that? What do you what do you think? Yeah. Who that, wants to who wants to tackle that first? Our baby boomer Gary or our millennial Steph Quinn? I'll take it. Okay. I I'm the designated old person, so it's <laughs> I think it's only polite that you let me start. <laughs> well, so, if so, millennials were entitled, then Quinn would feel that she should go first. I just oh, want to put that true. out there. You know, that's Touché. a very, <laughs> very You win. But we'll let you go. Go you ahead, win. Gary. What do you think about that? Are uh, they entitled? I think to a certain degree I would agree with that. Um, but Hi. I think part of it is that, you know, the parents of the current generation, they were starting to be told, you know, let your kids know they're special, even situations when they're not. If, you know, if your team lost and you struck out three times, hey, great job, guy. And here's a trophy. And here's a, tro and here's a trophy. Yeah. So part of that, I think, has to do with parenting. Um, but I also, to be honest, I detect a noticeable lack of manners sometimes mm. um, and decorum for many millennials when I'm walking the streets of New York. Mm -hmm. I mean, it would be nice to see more of them hold open the door. I agree. Uh, when somebody's coming behind them, get up from your freaking seat when you're on the subway or the bus and there's a mm -hmm. pregnant woman or an older person like me. Um, <laughs> You know, look up from your phone when you're walking down a crowded street and don't expect everybody else to move out of their way for you. Interesting. So, okay. And you know what? That goes along with an article. I don't know if you remember this in Time Magazine. I think it was on the front cover. Uh, I'd say about three years ago. The me, me, me generation. Millennials are lazy, entitled, narcissistic, and um, so on and so forth. So, ouch. Yeah, that, yeah, was, that Quinn, was kind of pain. That hurt. Quinn, <laughs> we so, call, just so everybody, our listeners know, Stephanie Quinn, we refer to her as Quinn. She's known as Quinn, so you'll really? hear tonight, we're calling her Quinn. I call Quinn, her Quinster. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Quinster. Quinster. Millennial you. I mean, I, I think it's it's funny that a lot of the generations that complain about millennials being entitled are the generations of the helicopter parents that raised them. Mm, you know, mm. and... That being said, I don't think that we're entitled. I think that we just know what we want and we're not afraid to ask for it. See that? I think that's interesting. Yeah. And parents, you know, the parents of the millennials typically were busy, you know, making play dates, telling them what to do, when to do it, how to do it. You know, and that that's the way they grew up. And I think from my perspective, because I see it in my own kids, they want the freedom. They want a little yes. more autonomy I agree. to make totally. their own decisions. I would agree. So um, let me throw this one out. Do you think that millennials are job hoppers? That's a big myth, that they just have no loyalty to a company. Millennials actually have better tenure than Gen X workers did when they were our age. Hmm. Hmm. Um, the White House did a study on millennials that revealed that we stay in our first at, with our first employers on an average three to six years. When Gen X workers were in their first job, they stayed less than a year. Myth debunked. Yeah. And you know what? I'd also add to that, Quinn, if you work for a great boss or great company with amazing culture, your tenure is going to be pretty, pretty, pretty long. 
Yeah. I, you know, I was in my first job for five years, and now with Pear, I've been there almost three. There wow. you go. And very loyal. Gary, what's your take on that? Do you think they're job hoppers? Uh, and you mentor a lot of millennials. I do. Um, I, I would say um, more yes to that one, to be honest. I think that they are, and it's not for necessarily negative reasons, but I think that they are constantly seeking higher ground and more fulfillment yeah. and less dissatisfaction with their work, whereas maybe somebody in my generation just would grind grind through the nine to five. Yeah, I think it also has to do with the number of options that are available to this generation. Way more, correct? Correct. When yeah. uh, So I'll speak for myself and JG. We are Gen Xs. That means we were born a, a long, long time, time ago. ago. <laughs> <laughs> but not as long ago as boomers. <laughs> right, Gary? No, just kidding. Yes, that's true. <laughs> but the truth is, Millennials have more options. It really is a small world. So the key is, how do you keep them engaged? So I, having two millennials of my own, two beautiful daughters, they are not job hoppers, but I can tell you, even when they were interning in college, don't give a millennial envelopes to stuff. No. Right? They're, so not challenging. Exactly. And they're bored. And they realize that so quickly in the business, like, is this what I got hired to do, really? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm a smart kid. I, right. I, I know right. things. I'm, I'm a young adult. I want to grow. I want to be mentored. I want to learn. I want challenging things. And how often we hear that, you know, why they leave a job. And, and I got to tell you something, JG. A, a, yeah. lar a large part of the blame goes to the bosses themselves. Mm -hmm. well, one of my mentees yes. is one of those... and. And Quinn is obviously one of these people, too, a get-it-done person. If totally. you have a young, give-it-to-me-I'll-get-it-done type person, those people are gold, and their employers need to show that they value that particular employee. Yeah. My mentee is just not getting the respect. That this birth that they deserve, mm -hmm. I agree, and so Gary. who can blame them yeah. for, for job for, hopping, for, for leaving a company that they like because they're just not getting the proper recognition? Right now, the other, right the on. flip side of that is certainly, you know, you hear about millennials coming in and thinking that they're going to be a vice president, you know, <laughs> by the time they're twenty six years old, and you do have to pay your dues, and I don't think that's any different. But I don't, the paying of the dues is really learning. I'm not saying pay your dues by stuffing envelopes and only doing menial sure. work, but pay your dues by learning and getting to the point where you can be promoted. Quinn, you stuff any envelopes? Sometimes. Exactly. <laughs> but she's loyal. She's a team player. She, and her attitude is one of, I'll do what I have to do to get the job done to help the team. Right. Boom. Question two. Quinn's on th uh, three years, right, Quinn? Yeah. Right. Do you get challenging work? All the time. All the time. More often than I have to stuff envelopes. There you go. So you have loyalty. Yeah. What's another myth, JJ? What do you think about the notion that uh, millennials delay making life or major commitments? What do you think about that one? Is that true, accurate, myth? Hmm. I think that making a major life commitment usually involves having money. And millennials don't usually have much money to spend. Mm -hmm. Why is that, Quinn? I mean, so I'm getting married this year. Yay! Yay. <laughs> yes, thank you. Um, Send the gifts to 90s, 40s. <laughs> yes, please. Don't forget. <laughs> Fifth so, floor, New York, New York, 10016. <laughs> 
My student loans are just about as much as a mortgage. Oh my gosh. So if I was to go and try to do the whole American dream Mm -hmm. that everybody talks about, you know, if I was to wait to buy my house or start a family until I paid off my loans, I would be well into my 30s. Right. Yeah. That's a big, and you're you're not alone. And that is a fact. Millennials, first of all, the amount of college graduates that are in severe, steep debt it, from it, student it, loans. I mean, that's all over the news, and that that's and been that's the case. And that's probably the next financial crisis. I mean, it, it's yeah. over yeah. the top. I, right. I happen to agree with you on that. You mentor, Gary, you mentor a lot of millennials. Do you find this as an issue? I do, and I was also a financial analyst, so I, I think I'm qualified to say I happen to agree with you. That yeah. is going to be the next financial crisis. So, so if you want to, here's a tip or wisdom mm. for people that are hiring millennials. A great way to... I would say attract great talent is to offer some type of assistance towards the student debt. It used to be, can we get some help towards getting a degree, right? We help pay for your education. How about you help pay for the debt that I incurred to get the education? That's a great way to attract talent, Yeah. right? Looking at it, you know, looking at it that way. Mm -hmm. I, I think it also gets into the area, and this may or may not be another myth you had on there having to do with are millennials financially responsible? Yeah. Yeah. Is that something that I can You can. Address? Go right ahead. I, I do think it kind of helps answer the question. Sure. So I, I wouldn't say that they are irresponsible as much as sometimes naive or short-sighted when it comes to this stuff. I mean, I, again, as an old person, I tend to say in my <laughs> generation. But in my generation, um, if I had told my parents I was taking a year off after college to travel the world or mm. to to uh, do volunteer work, um, mm-hmm. I, I, activist work, they would have kicked me out of the house so quick it would make your head spin. Right. They'd look at you like you're nuts. Yeah, you know, they would. They would. And I'm not saying that that's not a healthy option for a lot of young people because sure. I can see where it is. Mm-hmm. Right. But here, here's the thing, that millennials today, they're getting degrees at much later age than I got my degree. I, I, I was looking it up, and I had gotten my master's or the equivalent of my master's at when I was 23. Right. And most of the young people I know that are going that route, they're at least a couple of years older than that. And even then, they're not sure of exactly what area they want to focus on in their career. Now they now they meet someone and they want to get married and they want to start a family. And here they are. They're in their late 20s and they don't have much in the way of accumulated savings and they have those student loans. Right. So were they being financially irresponsible or were they just being a little bit naive in terms of longer term planning? Or or what choice do they have? One of my daughters, who's 23, came out of uh, a great university and she's getting paid $30,000 a year. That's not much more than working at McDonald's, uh, you know, for minimum wage. She can't. How is she paying back her loans? Not happening. It's not happening. So how can she be financially responsible? It's fair. You know, it's uh, it's a dilemma. So, but it's a myth, and we have many more myths about millennials that we're yep. going to get back uh, into with our guests tonight, Baby Boomer. Do you mind if I call you Baby Boomer, Gary? I just like to say baby boomer. You can call me old dude. I want to call him BBG. BBG. So funny. So there are more myths coming up uh, about millennials that we want to get into with our two guests here tonight. Gary Stein, Stephanie Quinn, me and JG. You're listening to Gut Wisdom, radio that resonates. Stay tuned. 
Introducing Play.it, a podcast network like no other. At Play.it, you can hear your favorite WCBS features on demand. In the WCBS Eye on Politics. I'm Pat Farnack with the WCBS Health and Wellbeing Report. I'm Steve Greenberg talking about your next job. Hear those and more from WCBS when you need it. Plus, great content from other CBS stations. For the best in news, sports, business, and tips for your lifestyle, go to Play.it today. We're back, everyone, and if you're tuning in for the first time, you're listening to Gut Wisdom, radio that resonates. I'm J.G. John Gassman, along with our host, Deirdre Koppelman. Say hello, D. Good evening, everybody. Good evening, So excited to be here, J.G. Yes, and and right before the break, I had a nice donut that we were all joking about, and boy, don't eat donuts before the show, (laughs) is what I heard. Or or in my case, broccoli or asparagus. (laughs) Is that why it stinks in here? No, just kidding. (laughs) Not funny. (laughs) We're we're having a great time here, and we've been talking with uh, one of our favorites, uh, listeners, Gary Stein, who uh, wrote in, and he managed to get on the show because of what he wrote in Correct. about. So uh, he is our resident baby boomer, right, representing that generation. And then we also have Stephanie Quinn, or as we like to call her, Quinster, young adult, millennial, representing that age group. And we've been talking about some of the myths, some of the different notions about the different generations yes. back and forth. Yes. So um, why don't we continue with the conversation? Okay. Yes, Gary, uh, yeah. Gary you don't have to raise your hand. <laughs> You're not in school. Well, no, but I am o- You're o- being polite. O- over 60 and I need to use the restroom. No, I don't. <laughs> but, um, we'll get you a hall pass. You know, I, before I forget, there is yeah. one myth that I want to bring up that nobody talks about, and maybe Quinster can give me an answer, okay? okay. Oh, I love it. Uh, millenn- He's taking control, Millennials folks. cannot spell. And, here's my, and, here is hmm. my, and here is my evidence, Your Honor. When you go to, <laughs> when you go to Google or Facebook right. and type in the word millennials. Right. Okay? With one L. No. <laughs> I, I, I'm, saying, I'm saying you spell it correctly. Millennials. Mm-hmm. Do you know how to, can I just tell you yes. something? JG, we were trying to get on the show tonight, Micah. Yes. So he has a song, and this is how we always remember how to spell millennials. Yeah. Are you going to sing it? M-I-L-L-E-N-N-I-A-L, gotta love millennials. Shout out to Micah right Tyler. That's correct. Okay, that's how I remember. But, but that's not my point. What's your? <laughs> but what my do you point mean? is, I do. You have spe- a nice voice. I do. You do have a nice voice. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I spell I spell it correctly all the time. But yeah. spell check in Google and Facebook tells me I am spelling it wrong. Now you don't believe me. Everybody out there, I now know about this guy. Okay, everybody out there, if you're in front of your keyboard or phone, type in the word millennials, and you will see that spell check tells you that you're spelling it wrong. Okay, well, listeners, if you're, it, taking, Your Honor, if, you're, if you're taking that, that challenge from Gary, you can email me at dkgutwisdom.com and verify that, See? if that's myth or not. Is that myth or truth? Let's hear it. it well, is. the listeners are going to write in, Gary, because you know you did that too, my, and look, now you're on the show. My credibility is at stake with this one. Yes, it Absolutely. is. So here's, I, that was not on the list, by the way, of one of the millennial myths we were going to be talking about tonight, but I do think it's interesting. And here's... What? No, and I was going to say, it's funny as you talk about that, you know, social media is one of the big things. So you talk about going online, mm-hmm. checking spelling. And what I've heard is millennials are social media obsessed. I actually think that it's Gen X is social media obsessed. I feel the same way. Yeah. JG posts on Instagram more than I do. Yes, there definitely. There you go. <laughs> and I'm on Twitter more than anybody else yep. in the so office. So Quinn, Quinn, you being the millennial here. 
Quinster. Yes. Are millennials, and you know many of them. I do. Are they social media obsessed? I think that we're just as obsessed as everybody else. Mm-hmm. But I think that our ability to use technology and social media is a strength. It's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. Being experts in technology is, is a skill set that organizations need. Interesting. And we wouldn't want to give that up. Can't you tell why we just love her? Yeah. yeah. Yes. I Right? Now, JG is a Gen X like me. I would... I don't know. I think you are definitely, and I'm pointing at him. I don't mean to obsessed. I, th- I think you. Well, you're addicted. addicted. <laughs> this is Boy, why you we get steal a- <laughs> the words right out of my mouth. This is why we get along so well. It's a. Did my a- mother give you up for adoption? It, yes, I, we- I am <laughs> totally convinced. April thirteenth. And when right? we have them on the show, we're going to talk about how they gave me up for adoption, probably because I was so tall. But I think that as a weapon of mass distraction, yes, it's it's safe to say that millennials are as distracted as Gen Xers, as we are. Sure. And I have to tell you, when I look at Facebook, I'm I'm the youngest of six. So my siblings, first cousins, et cetera, they're all nine, 10 years older than I am. And they are baby boomers because I just missed that cusp of baby boomer to Gen sure. X. They spend so much time on social media. So I can't, I don't think the myth about it just millennials, I don't, I don't think... I don't think that makes. I, that I would agree truth. with you, and and also the way we communicate is different. In in you know, I'm going to steal it from Gary. You know, the old days or my generation, you wanted to be social. What did you do? You went outside. You know, right? You, you ring Olivia. What? Ring Olivia. Ring ring my Olivia. What is no. that? <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. Anyways. I, I know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. I'm glad somebody But, but you know, now I tell my kids, you know, if you got an issue, don't don't Facebook it. Face it. You know, go outside. Talk to the person. I love that. You know, face to face. Have it out with them. You know, personalize it. Don't, don't well, communication. It on... It'll be interesting to see the communication studies that come out because I do think, uh, and I'm sure there are studies out there, that the way in which millennials communicate based on how they were, you know, the age that they were, you know, grew up in sure. or are growing up in, communication is definitely different than previous generations. But what about the fact that people say that today's generation, the millennials, have it easier than mm. we ever had it? Is well, that true? Quinn? Do you think that's accurate, Quinster? I definitely don't think that is accurate. Tell well, us why. Yeah. Tell the listeners why. Um. Millennials are already starting off when they come into adulthood, mm-hmm. set back. You know, we have all of these loans. We we graduated during the recession. There yep. were no jobs to go to. Yeah. And yeah. the jobs. other generations didn't experience that. Right. And jobs aren't as plentiful for you. Right. I mean, I see all these. I mean, we put through our, our other program, the My Success Platform. Right. Which I'm not going to tout right now, but this is a program designed to help people find their passion, fuel their career. And it's an unbelievable how challenging it is for people to find, you know, a career, a job out there. So I don't think it's easier. I think it's much harder. What do you think, Gary? Uh, I, I think it's yes and no on this mm-hmm. one. Um, and it all has to do with the Internet for me. I mean, on the one hand, the Internet does make it easier for let's say, a young, enterprising, uh, entrepreneur type to, sure. That's fair. To, to accomplish things that other generations could only dream of, that, you know, from funding opportunities, mm-hmm. go, GoFundMe, Kickstarter, um, promotion and marketing on YouTube, 
uh, direct sale, you know, through social media and the, yep. sure. the Etsy's and the Amazons and Makes all that sense. kind of thing. And also, you know, a young techie um, can get a good paying job probably somewhere without even a degree. I mean, that kind of stuff wasn't possible in the old days, in my, my generation. True. But, but on the other hand, it's the technology explosion in society in some ways makes it more difficult for the job applicant because, um, and you guys know this better than, than I, the job marketplace is so competitive because now an employee, ha an employer has a job opening. They put that job opening up on, uh, you know, well, we know. Mm -hmm. or Monster or Career Builder, and a, a kid who might be a very well qualified applicant who would normally be a layup for an employer. Right now, he's competing against everybody else every, who's just as smart. Everybody right? else, unique, a much more diverse set of competitors yes. than I would have gone against. Yes. So that makes it difficult. Right, and I, I would add also, in terms of the myth of millennials having it easier uh, than previous generations, you know, they also, I mean, yes, born into recession, but also terrorism, 9-11. Sure. These kids all experienced something that we did not. Now, granted, previous generations had, we, we had other wars, we had other things going sure. on, but nothing quite like this. I, I don't think they have it easier. Every generation is unique. They have their own something or issues, if you want to call it yeah. something. But yeah. uh, I, don't, I don't know that it's easier. I think it's just different it's is the way I would look at it. Mm. Do you mind if I just go back to one, one of the things yeah. you mentioned before about sure. the social media thing? Sure. Because yeah, yeah. I have a pet peeve on that. that let's ooh, just, that for our, wait, let's yeah. just let our listeners know if you're just tuning in. We're talking about myths about millennials so we want you to know what we're talking about and one of the myths we mentioned earlier was that they are social media obsessed and if you have something that you think would be interesting to hear about millennials quickly text us or facebook it or tweet it we're on we're on social media right now so we'd love to hear and don't do it while you're driving go ahead gary so um, I think that many of the, this generation, they confuse the quantity of friends on social media with the quality of friends. So I can understand if somebody's a music artist or they're a book author and they want to do networking that they'll have 2,500 or 3,000 Facebook friends, okay? Mm -hmm. but Hold that thought. Quinn, how many Facebook friends do you have? Can I guess? Um, Can I guess first? Sure. 4,527. Not even close. Probably in the hundreds, but I delete people often. Oh. Good for you. <laughs> Is that why I'm blackballed? <laughs> Interesting. No. Go ahead. So the reason I say that is that if you, um, if you have all, if you have 2,500 Facebook friends and every day you go to your feed and you have that influx of information that's pouring onto that feed every day from all those people, how do you have a chance in hell to stay in touch with, you know, with what's going on in the lives of the people who really mean something to you yeah. well, that's in, a, that's, in your circle? Yeah. And, and I had an example of this the other day. My, um, my cousin, was, uh, who's a millennial, celebrating a birthday. And so I went on her, her birthday Facebook feed, and I put a very personal mm -hmm. a message to her on her birthday. And then at the end of that evening, I went back onto that birthday feed to see what people were saying to her. 
And if she had 200 responses, I am telling you 197 of those birthday wishes were either uh, happy birthday or hope you had a great day. Right. But so the, and the there flip were three, side. there were three personal messages. Right. Out of but the flip, the flip side of that okay. is yeah. the way millennials network is through social media. It's yeah. a massive tool to Right, JG? Yeah, we, for networking. We, we met we met Margot, a millennial. Mar- right. Well, that I understand. Yeah. So you're right. Project Personal goodness. messages, eh, probably takes it away, but that's the way millennials network for sure. Right. And we we our generation have to be in tune with the way they want to communicate because you know what? They outnumber us now. Yeah. Yes, They're they making do. up the workforce now. Oh, for sure. <laughs> oh, there's no question. Now here's here's a myth. Mm, I don't know if it's a myth or it's truth. But millennials supposedly gravitate towards causes that are global oriented, big concept, you know, high drama. Now, supposedly the label, the stereotype is that they do this to impress their peers on social media. I I don't think so. I think, and again, I'm not speaking on behalf of Quinster, but I'm looking at Quinster right now. They're interested in fulfillment. Correct. That's what it's all about. The meaning, the why, the importance, the significance and humanity. Yeah. Quinn, well, what do you think? I agree. I don't think we we do it to impress anybody. I think that we're just trying to make the world a better place than it is now. Make a difference, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. What do you think, JJ? Uh, I mean, I have a, I can share with you. Uh, my daughter Carly, just you know, both actually Carly and Alana, they are all about humanitarian causes. Uh, they they haven't had meat, a hamburger, and I don't know how long, probably since they were 10 or 11 years old. It is about the environment. It is about humanity. It is about caring for others. It is about the world as a very small place and curing for injustices. You know, we're and they're not, and I'm not just talking about my kids just being the only two that represent the of millennials. Course, the, no, the but all of their friends, their peers, this is, it's a different generation, but it's not because they want to do these things to impress others. You know, this is such a hot topic. This is going to be our second book coming out. We're, our second, well, we'll talk about the first book, but I think our second book should be primarily focused on millennials. You want to do adults. that? Yeah. Okay. I, I put that challenge out there that that's what we should focus on our next book. Okay. What about the first book? Because that's right around the corner. It's first, coming out in two weeks. Yeah. Say no to drama from the playground to the boardroom, how to obliterate drama. Yes. And so as we've offered our listeners in the past couple of weeks, if you want a free copy of how to say no to drama and obliterate it in your life, email me at dk at gutwisdom.com and we'll reserve a free copy for you. So when we come back, JG, what are we talking about? Oh, we have We're more, still have more stuff on millennials. Absolutely. We have more good stuff coming on millennials, debunking the myths, sharing the wisdoms, talking about what they learn from what bosses should know, what companies should be thinking about with millennials, and a lot more interesting stuff. What I'd like to say is when we come back, I, I have some wisdoms, and we're going to call it wisdoms for the ages. We want to give some wisdom. For the aged, did you say? No, oh, the no, ages. no, for the ages. <laughs> you can invite me back to that show, too. <laughs> we want to give some wisdoms to the baby boomers, to the Gen Xers, and to the millennials. How to work better together. How to, generationally speaking, how to communicate better with each other. So we're going to have those wisdoms when we come right back. You're listening to Gut Wisdom on WCBS News Radio 880. 
When you're on the train, it doesn't mean you're out of touch. Listen to WCBS on your phone or tablet. We're streaming live 24-7 with the news you need to know. Go to radio.com or cbsnewyork.com and you'll stay informed on your way to and from the office with WCBS News Radio 880. We're back and you're listening to Gut Wisdom Radio That Resonates. I'm Deirdre Koppelman here with your co-host, JG, and our guests, Gary Stein, Steph Quinn. Hello. Quinn, hello. say hello. Come hey. on, a little louder than that. Hello. Sorry. Hello. <laughs> hello. There you go. Yes. JG, it's what nice. are you? Come it's on. Nice. Go ahead. I'm about to say something. Yes. You're interrupting. I'm sorry. I guess I, I didn't have enough donuts. But anyways, <laughs> that's a private joke for all of those that are around here. Yeah. Um, anyways, if you've missed the beginning of tonight's show, uh, you can always download this show and previously, uh, previously aired shows either from the website or you can go to iTunes. So uh, check us out on www.gutwisdom, and that's with a Z, gutwisdom.com. Otherwise, you'll find a colonics company, I believe. <laughs> yes, so with you an S. Oy vey. <laughs> you may need it after those donuts. <laughs> <laughs> it's Saturday night. JG's got no lightness. He eats some donuts because he needs his. Oh, my gosh. I can't help it, JG. You're yeah. eating way too many donuts tonight. Go ahead. Let's so talk about millennials. Should, I think we should share some wisdoms. Do you have any wisdoms that you want to share? Well, let's talk about what we're go- what we're doing right now. So, for the last besides eating donuts, besides eating donuts, <laughs> we've been talking about tonight the generation that is probably one yes. of the most talked about, labeled, stereotyped generations, and that's the millennials. And so we've been talking about different myths about millennials, them being lazy and entitled and all of these other things. Sure. So this part of the show, what I'd really like to do is be able to give some wisdoms mm. to the different generations on how to work, communicate, and collaborate more with each other. Yeah. that I think that's what we could get into. And I joke around sometimes with like my folks, you know, and they're before the uh, baby boomer generation. No, I'm just kidding. And, uh, I, <laughs> and I always tell them, I said, listen, you better be nice to your to your kids and your grandkids because we're the ones that are going to be taking care of you as you get older. So, you know, we Was have that to, a threat? Never. <laughs> I never threatened Mother May and al- Papa Mel. Right. But it is something that I think everyone has to think about is, you know, again, you look at the millennials, they're going to outnumber all of us very soon. They have. They are the future. And, mm-hmm. And they're the ones that are going to be running companies. Our next president will probably be a millennial. For sure. So when you think about it, we have to learn how to really communicate well. Definitely. And In fact, especially because... Quinn the, for president. The ba- yes, no, I would you. vote. The baby boomers, by the way, are working longer. So they're in the work, we'll call it force, Till 65, some 70, some because they have to because they got nailed through the recession, some because they want to because we're a healthier generation. We're living longer. So you've got boomers, Gen Xers, and millennials, which do, as you said, JG, make up the, they are the dominant uh, generation, period. Absolutely. So we all have to learn how to work better together. So let's start with Gen Xers, JG. So Gen Xers, again, a, born what? Between 1965-ish and yeah. what? You don't remember because you're having a senior moment, but you're I a Gen Xer. I eat sugar. What wisdoms would you give Gen Xers on how to work better with the millennial generation? Well, 
some of the things that we've done inside of companies and even working with some individuals, the first one that I, I always share is, you know, Gen X, very important generation because we're the ones that bridge the gap between the baby boomers themselves right. and the millennials exactly in the workplace. So it's like a sandwich. Yes. And we have to figure out how to make that work. So one is create a formal mentorship program between the boomers and the millennials. And especially in these multi-generational businesses. Definitely. This needs to happen. Mm -hmm. You know, in order to trickle down the wisdom from one generation to the next mm -hmm. and not keep it all bottled up, you have to really have these mentorship programs built into the program. And just, I want to be, you know, clear for everybody. Yeah. Right? The Gen Xers are today between 38 and 52 years old. That's Gen X. That's us. Yeah. So what's another wisdom that you can give Gen Xers on how to help work better, communicate better with millennials and boomers? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Transparency is always a big one. And we talk about self-awareness a lot. Yes. So I think being transparent in your leadership of millennials, probably another big key factor. Yeah. And also creating diverse teams. Put boomers yeah. and millennials together. Yeah. And we did this when we ran our My Success platform program once on a weekend. It was the most amazing program because we had- It was one of the first ones we did, it right? It was one of the first ones here in New York City. We had about, I'd say maybe 10 millennials. Yeah. And then we probably had, I don't know how many baby boomers. Yeah, they we were- We were missing the sandwich. We yeah. were missing the middle. Right. And it was so interesting to see how they worked together, how they collaborated, how and they how communicated. Many, and the commonality that they found oh. in the struggle- of the job market, totally. whether they were a boomer or a millennial, yeah. which was interesting. Very much. Okay, so there was a um, Google. What about that project? <clears throat> yeah. Sorry, I now am having <clears throat> Donut. from the donuts. <clears throat> so Google did something. It was called Project Aristotle, yep. and it analyzed what made the perfect team, what mm. made people happy, why did they stick around. And Project Aristotle uncovered that a team was efficient and effective if there was something called psychological safety, which means- Wait, wait, say that again? Psychological safety is what keeps teams together. Okay. Which means that Thank every you. person from the highest level to the lowest level on a team felt that they had an adequate opportunity to express their opinions mm -hmm. and that they were genuinely listened to, right? Feeling heard, sounds a little bit like empathy, if you yeah. ask me. And I would ask Quinn, who's a millennial here, and I would ask Gary, do you, is, does that resonate? Here's two totally different generations. Mm -hmm. Would you yeah. agree? Yeah, absolutely. I, I I just ran into a situation like this. I have a friend of mine who's a one of the, one of the most inspirational millennials I know. He he runs um, a very successful Chick Fil A franchise in in um, Amarillo, Texas. He's an amazing young man, and the other day he was he did an exercise where he went to all of his employees he said i want you to please fill out something anonymously and please write down all of the things that bother you about me mm -hmm. and i was really impressed with that mm -hmm. and when i asked him how did he feel when he was reading the comments and he's a great guy he said it was difficult but mm -hmm. I'm glad that I did that, and and it gave them a certain freedom yeah. to voice it, their opinion. Psychological safety. Yeah. yeah. JG, what do you think? I, How I, can boomers create psychological safety? Here, here are here are the wisdoms that I would share for psychological safety. The way I the way I understand it is, 
again, going back to the point we made earlier that, you know, millennials want to learn. They want to be mentored. They want to be educated. So, and they want to be heard. And they want to be heard. So the first one is the importance of transferring your wisdom and knowledge. You know, 75% of the millennials, they mm-hmm. want a mentor. Number two, I would say trusting millennials to get the job done on their own. And I just gave someone in our organization a, a project to work on. I said, here's what I want. Here's what I want at the end. I didn't tell them how to do it. And boy, they just rocked. Oh, they yeah. they totally knocked it out of the park. I didn't interject. I didn't interfere. I didn't micromanage. I didn't enable. You know, because again, the millennials have been micromanaged and managed their entire lives from the time they were yeah. born till the time they grow up. You got a play date. You got to go here. You got to go there. You got to do this. The helicopter parent. I'll take care of it for you. School activities, right? play dates. So I think that's a big one. And the other one I would say is you got to let the millennials learn on their own. You know, how did we learn? We made mistakes. Mm-hmm. And we learn from our mistakes. Exactly. And sometimes we don't give them the permission to learn. We just want to teach, 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 and not let them really think for themselves. Absolutely. I, I agree. And you know, that, you know, Gary, I don't know if you're aware, and Quinn, I don't know if you're aware, but Google did another project, and it's called Project Oxygen, right? That analyzed what made the best managers. The best managers allow people closest to the problem to solve the problem. Quinn? Smart. Quinn, you're a millennial. Yeah. How I, empowered are you? I'm very empowered. Make mistakes? All the time. Who cares? Right? Just fix them. Just sure. fix them. Do Learn. it again. Solve for X. Gary, you were going to say? You know, I, I was, I learned my lesson. I was building a children's programming company. And, you know, we would have these interns, these millennial interns who would come in. And my wife was there at the time. And I'd say to her, that one, that one, that one, and that one, they're going to be big in this industry. And she said, well, how do you know that? I said, I can tell because they're just doers. They're, yeah. they're get-it-done people. I can give them something to do, and I know sure. it's going to get done and get done right. And I look at where they are now. One of them just you know, produced a movie with Jeff Bridges. There you go. One of them is, Huge. A, is a VP of production for Animal Planet. Mm-hmm. Another one's a leading documentary filmmaker. I could see it. If well, I had to start a company now, and you know I'm too old to do that, but if I if I, if <laughs> no, I did, not. it would be filled with doer millennials. Agreed. And you know what's really cool about that? What the way we teach, you know, communication in the organization. Mm-hmm. It's all about no drama. And again, I just want to plug yeah. the book one more time before the end of the show. Is if you're listening and you want a copy of the book, come on, email us dk at gutwisdom.com and we'll reserve a book a free copy just for you i love how he says email us and it's always email dk that's me (laughs) anyway here's some (laughs) thank you jg and listeners please do that here's some wisdoms from millennials how you can create psychological safety in the workplace also one ask for what you want there's nothing wrong with asking for what you want i would also say reverse mentor teach whether it's the gen x manager or the boomer, whoever, whatever teammate you are, reverse mentor, teach them a little bit about what you know about technology. Don't judge, don't assume that because somebody is older than you that the way they've been doing something is not the right way. How about find out how things are done first, why, you always love to ask why, why have things been done this way, and then bring some, so don't be quiet about it, but reverse mentor. That's what I think millennials can do in, in a workplace. I have one more to add. How about volunteering? 
I, I love, love this one when we see, you stole it again from me. You said you love it the same time I did. Third time today. But anyways, uh, you know, volunteer. It's one thing that really shows initiative and the can-do people in the organization is mm-hmm. when they volunteer, they step up to the plate. They may not know what they're doing, but they're going to jump on. Yes. And, you know, millennials, many positives about millennials. They are the generation of change. They can create change faster than any other generation can. And what the most important element to, I think, the millennial is they want to know the why. You have to get involved and share with them, why are we doing this? Why is this important? What's the significance of it? If you can explain the why, they're going to jump on board. Certainly, because, you know, we were trained as Gen Xers that never ask why. Do as I say, because I said so. But guess what? Millennials grew up in 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 a world of... They want to know why, and you want them to know why. You want them to see the bigger picture. They are extremely self-aware, and they want to be a part of something meaningful. They want to be able to make a difference, whether that's in their workplace, totally. um, in the world. Yep, That's the key thing. So calling that narcissistic, uh, or entitled, or lazy, no. Yeah. Doesn't fit. Doesn't fit. Absolutely. What other wisdoms do you have, J.J.? I think it's just simply a function of paying it forward. Give it to them. Let them run with it. Just be there to help them and coach them and mentor them. Yeah, you know. Without being judgmental. I I totally agree. So as we're wrapping up, first of all, I want to thank Gary and and Stephanie Quinn for joining us tonight. What a pleasure. We have had a ball and your wisdoms uh, really hit home and... It's almost time to go, JG. What do we have going on? What do you want to say? Well, I want to thank all of our listeners again. And if you have any information or feedback that you'd love to share with us, again, Gary is here because he shared some comments and feedback, and he's on the show yes. sharing. Thank you, guys. So, it's my um, chance to say thank you for the great listen. I, I, I tell JG and Deidre all the time that I, I time my Saturday night shower <laughs> and shaving and personal grooming habits to the show. Love it. So that my wife doesn't bother me, I can listen. <laughs> so Love it. Thank with you, that, Gary. With that, let's thank everybody again, all the people here at WCBS, our guests. And what are we talking about next week? Next week we have um, the famous Shep Hyken on uh, mm, service. service. Yeah. Correct. So you've been listening tonight to Gut Wisdom on WCBS News Radio 880. Tune in next week and have an amazing night.